disruption zone. Opportunity lives where the status quo dies. Talking to the greatest innovators, disruptors, and off-the-wall inventors, we can scrounge up. You laugh, you'll learn, you'll be inspired. Now, here are your hosts, Leland Conway and Cameron Mills. All right, guys, big episode here. Ethan is a dog that was abused horribly and left abandoned in the parking lot of the Humane Society, uh, the Kentucky Humane Society. Uh, it weighed less than half of what it was supposed to weigh for its breed as a big dog, and he weighed like 38 pounds. He was supposed to weigh over 80 pounds, and he had shown signs of severe abuse and Awful, awful treatment. And so uh, the Humane Society and other groups have put together and they've tried to nurse him back to health. It looks like he's probably going to make it. Uh, the vets are cautiously optimistic. He's such a big sweetheart. And as you know, I'm a huge animal lover, specifically dogs, but all animals. Um, as you know, I'm also a libertarian-leaning, independent conservative who doesn't like laws. But you also know, if you've listened to me for a long time, that I helped put together both sides and bring together both sides and pass Romeo's law back about 10 years ago when uh, we made animal cruelty a felony in Kentucky. And now there is a new piece of legislation inspired by Ethan's trials that would expand that um, a little bit more. It does not, trust me, I've read every word of it. It, it, it does not violate my libertarian principles. It, it just, it, it's going to stop people from getting away with this crap. You know what I mean? And it's it's very important. And so I want to bring the legislature legislator on who's responsible for this bill. It's House Bill 57. House Bill 57. His name is Chris Freeland. He's from Western Kentucky. He is a Republican. This has bipartisan support. And again, I just want to say this. I have read every word of the bill, and I am prepared to put my weight behind it. So uh, for, without any further ado, I want to get to that. First, though, I do want to thank our sponsor, Louisville Cabinets and Countertops, for helping us with this podcast. I love these guys. I love their work ethic. I love the quality of their work. And I can say that because they did our kitchen and master bathroom before we moved from Louisville to Colorado. And I'm telling you, the beauty of the work that they did was part of the reason I believe that our house sold in less than a day. Uh, it's that important to have your kitchen uh, be really the centerpiece of your home. And 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 you want it that way because it really helps you uh, feel at home. And so call 502-930-3304 and talk to my friends at Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. Uh, George, Michelle, Kelly, they're all standing by, designers on staff ready to help you with your dream kitchen. Or if you're a do-it-yourselfer or a contractor, just go to louisvillecabinetsandcountertops.com. They've got, I and I mean this when I say this, just click on cabinets and then in-stock cabinets on their website you're going to see some unbelievably beautiful, high-quality, affordable cabinets ready for you to pick up. Really cool stuff. I mean, they're super beautiful. So check it out, LouisvilleCabinetsOfCountertops.com, 6200 Hit Lane. If you're in Louisville, Southern Indiana, or Oldham County, this is your place. All right, let's dive into our conversation with Representative Chris Freeland talking about Ethan's update to Romeo's Law, House Bill 57. I get my oh, coffee out of Bozeman, Montana. So we were... Uh, we usually vacation up there a couple times a year, and um, we were on this this little like farm to table restaurant, and I had the best cup of coffee I've ever had, and it was so good I had to go ask the person at the counter. I was like, "Where do you guys get this?" And she goes, "Right downtown. It's a local business." So funny story, funny story. I I started ordering from them, and then I liked it so much I put it on social media, and I've got you know like almost ten thousand followers. And I was like, hey, you guys need to order from this little small business, you know, COVID, <clears throat> having a hard time, stuff like that. 
mm-hmm. I get I get a note from them. They're like, "Are you the guy?" Because we got a ton of orders from Louisville, Kentucky, <laughs> and Central Kentucky. And I was like, "Yeah, I'm the guy. I did that." <laughs> so, awesome. so try it out. It's called Rockford Coffee. Just go to RockfordCoffee.com. It's really good. It's it's delicious. Oh, cool. so, yeah. So you- just order it online. Yep. Man. Yeah, they'll ship it right to nice. you. So, nice. uh, yeah, I'll try that. I, I love coffee. So, yeah, same here. All right. So, Representative Chris Freeland, Western Kentucky, welcome to the Disruption Zone. It's the first time we've had you on, man. Yeah, thank you. And pl- pleasure to be on. Thank you so much. Did you watch the Super Bowl yesterday? I did. That what? was crazy. That's Seven just- championships <laughs> for Brady, more than any franchise, like more than uh, any actual team has won. That's yeah, nuts. It's- it's our equivalent of watching Willie Mays or Babe Ruth or someone like that. I mean, it's just iconic. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if, like, I, have you seen the stories about his diet? It's weird. Like, he is very regimented in what he eats. Yeah. And um, I don't know if there's something to it or not, but the dude's a performer. And what he's like, how old is he now? I mean, he's in. He's, 43. Yeah, I was going to say, he's in his 40s. And I feel pretty good for 45, but, but dang. So yeah, that's that's a whole different level. Though you're right, I mean, I, to be to be competitive. I mean, he he doesn't just exist in the NFL. I mean, he's still excelling. Yeah, I wonder if he went like he made the change of teams just to prove that it wasn't the team. You, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, when you're that kind of a star, you want to be like because everybody will always go, "Well, he had a great team around him that entire time," and now he's like, "No, I can win it anywhere. I'm that good." Yeah. I guess so. I mean, you saw a few years ago, Brett Favre, he did that. And, of course, it didn't work out as well. I mean, he still played, had a great career right? even after he left Green Bay. But he, he never won the Super Bowl after leaving Green Bay. Right, right. So, yeah, what are we going to do? Amazing. What are we going to do about the Cats, man? I, I, I posted on Twitter <laughs> the other day. I said, listen, I said, uh, this is the worst I've seen since Gillespie. And I knew I was going to get it because a lot of people were like, no, this is worse. And I'm like, you're right. Because we don't yeah. have an excuse now. I mean, Gillespie was yeah. a great coach, but he wasn't a great recruiter. So he wasn't getting great players. But Cal Perry doesn't really have an excuse, man. Yeah. I don't know. No, there's, there's no excuse. I, 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 I wish I knew. But, yes, they're – it's. I don't know why I keep watching them. Is the thing I, I'm still watching them. Because you're a think, fan. You're not a fair weather. So. We have to keep watching them. We can't walk away from them just because they have a bad season. I, mean, I know. You're, that's I know. good that that's good that you keep watching them. That's the way it's yeah. supposed to be. <laughs> but yeah. still, we could be mad. <laughs> and you find a little comfort in teams like Duke that are struggling. Right. So you know maybe it's just the maybe you can just rack it up to COVID nineteen. It's yeah. just. It's made so many ano- anomalies, and uh, I think the cats would certainly be one. I mean, I-, I guess you could maybe, if you had any excuse, you could say, well, that they-, they didn't have any time to to play together. You know, they're a bunch of kids, right, you know, right out of high school, and right. they didn't have a chance to really gel or build any chemistry. So, so maybe, but but they're still not building. It's the problem. Yeah. Well, and one of the things I, I made this point kind of early in the season and some of my basketball buddies didn't really agree with me, but I said, COVID has messed up the sport in a way because mm-hmm. I can't imagine Kentucky being Kentucky without Rupp arena. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and yeah. can Duke be Duke without Cam- Cameron indoor? I mean, can, you know, these big schools be these big schools without their fans being part of the lure and and the ambiance. And, I mean, I, I played high school basketball, and I can tell you there's a difference in how you play. There's there's three ways you play. You play in front of nobody, 
on a like a road tournament. You play in front of the opposing team, and you play in front of uh, your own your own uh, fans. And you play better amongst your own fans. You play better, maybe slightly less well, but still better amongst your opposing fans. You pay horrible when there's nobody there to watch. It's just weird, sure. you know. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Well, listen, I, see I wanted to have you on uh, because this story has ripped my heart out, uh, chewed it up, and then it's coming back together now that it looks like Ethan is going to survive. But mm -hmm. there's this dog named Ethan that somebody left in the parking lot to die in Louisville, Kentucky, at the Kentucky Humane Society. He weighed 38 pounds. That's 45 pounds shy of his normal weight. He's a big dog. He's a what they call a, a, a cane corso breed, like a crossbreed, some sort of a cane corso uh, mixed breed type dog. But he's beautiful. He's got a brindle coat. You can tell he's supposed to be a big dog, but he's very skinny now. And he was almost dead. He couldn't even lift his head. And they took him in, and apparently he had been restrained um, and all kinds of other stuff. And this dog is, is we're hoping, going to make it now. He's looking better. Um, vets are optimistic, but still not quite sure. He's gained 20 pounds in two weeks, which is good. Uh, so he's on his way to recovery. But this just uh, captivated the heart of Kentucky. But also, it, it showed up on national news. People Magazine has a story about it. And um, I, I, about 10 or 12 years ago, worked as hard as I could with my position in talk radio and my friends on both sides of the political aisle to get a law passed called Romeo's Law. And this was another atrocious story of animal cruelty in our state that made national news. And as far as I know, Chris, it's the only piece of legislation signed by a dog. Governor Bashir, the elder at the time, invited all of us to the signing ceremony where he signed the bill, which made it a felony on the second attempt, I think. Um, mm -hmm. It, and and then we got Romeo, who survived his attack, and we actually dipped his hand in the ink, or his paw in the ink, and then he signed the bill. Oh, that's nice. But the bill didn't go far enough, and you want to update that, and that's why I want to bring you on. So welcome. Yeah. Well, and and I applaud you for the F, the work that you've done, you did in Kentucky. And as you know, passing a, a animal bills in Kentucky is pretty tough. Yep. And so the, the work that you and others did, I think uh, Representative Stan Lee was yes. part of that. And, Stan uh, Lee and Kathy Stein and uh, Tom Buford, mm -hmm. Senator Tom Buford. Yep. Yep. And thankfully, Tom, he's still there. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Stan Lee, this, uh, it's, we miss him. This is the first year he's not been there. Yeah. And he, he would certainly be supportive of this and appreciate the work being done. And, and this is just this is not any attempt to to undo the work that you and others did. This nope. is just to expand on it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's certainly uh, it's taking that work and just taking it a little bit further. And just like any law that we have in Kentucky, you know, from time to time, it needs updating or amending. And this is just adding a, a clause to Romeo's law. And this, as, as you mentioned, would would be. The Ethan case is just the picture of what this bill is is trying to do. Yeah, and it's it's unfortunate that that, that happens anywhere, but it does happen, and it, I'm I'm thankful that the news is covering this because they're they're shining light on something that does happen, and it happens in every state in our country, and uh, this would only impact uh, here in Kentucky, obviously, but it would add the the restraint 
aspect to the torture. And it just simply means, as you said, you know, you, you have a dog or a cat in a confined space or in a cage or tied up and you intentionally uh, neglect or don't, don't feed the dog. You don't give it water. And I mean, you know what happens after right. in Ethan's case, they said it could have been up to three weeks. And mm. you think of what that poor dog went through during that time. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, and I've yeah. read, I've read your legislation word for word. Um, it is, mm. you just took the template and, and then scratched through a couple of spots, made some updates. And mm. I got to tell you, my wife and I, and I'm, I'm libertarian dude. <laughs> so I'm, oh, I hate yeah. laws. I hate laws. People yeah. know this about me. I got to tell you, um, I'm 100% behind what you did, what you've, what oh. you're doing. I it's, it's well-written. All you did was like you said, you updated it and you, I want to make pe- people understand this because when, Here's what's going to happen. I can tell you this right now. There's going to be some people on the right who are going to take the restraint part of the bill and say, he's trying to outlaw tying up your dog, which personally, <laughs> personally, I don't think you should tie up your dog to begin with. But if you, but that's not what this does. This doesn't ban restraining no, your dog okay. because there are instances where you might need to or have to for whatever sure. reason. That's not what you're doing. And it's very, I want people to be, understand this. It's very clear in the bill that that's not what you're doing. Right. Right. Yeah. It has nothing to do with, with like what you're saying, you know, it doesn't restrict anyone from putting their dog in a pen or tying it up to a tree. Nothing, nothing like that. It just means you can't tie it up to a tree or put it in a cage right? and then not feed it or give it any water. You can't do that. Right. And, you know, intentionally not do it. I mean, it's, it, it still gives the county attorneys, uh, a wide scope as far as I know I've had people say, well, what if someone who has dementia mm. that, uh, you know, they forget to feed their pet or they're right. going to be a felon. And of course not. Right. You know, this is, this is intentional abuse. Yeah. And it's, you know, and it's just like in your bill that you help pass. It's, it is the intentional part of it. Yeah. And you also, you also broaden out torture a little bit because one of the, one of the things that we had to quibble over and, and to bring both sides together on you know, we really wanted the word, um, you know, abuse, but there were s- elements that made a logical case for why that word might sometimes be too broad. So mm-hmm. what ended up settling on what could pass on both sides was the word torture. But what I like about what you did is you broadened it a little bit so that things like intentionally starving your dog <laughs> is mm-hmm. also considered torture, you know? So you, you mm-hmm. kind of made it, yeah, it, more common sense in that sense, and and I think the state is ready for that now because you also very, were very careful to leave in and and sharpen those protections for agriculture for hunting. I'm a hunter, uh, I'm an mm-hmm. avid hunter, and the, the I'm going to be the first person to stand up for the right to harvest animals uh, sure. for our food. And so you've made sure that those areas are protected and sacrosanct in Kentucky, but. Just and, and you've even made exceptions, and I, and I love this. There are, there are times when we're training our dogs to help us hunt. Dogs love that. Um, and you've made sure that there's nothing in there that can construe training your dog to help you hunt can be considered as animal cruelty. And I, I appreciate that because that's something I'm also very watchful of. You know, I've, I've, I've ridden, sled, uh, do- ridden with sled dogs in Alaska, and I'm telling you, those dogs freaking love – dogs love to work. Putting them to work makes them uh, fulfilled and full of purpose. So there's nothing wrong with making our dogs work or having them work because they're going to do it on their own. They want to. Sure. 
exactly. Yes, I, I was very sensitive to that and, and tried to make sure that every scenario was covered on there. It's anything with the Kentucky Department of Fish and Wildlife, uh, anything having to do with uh, hunting, fishing, trapping, uh, veterinary services, agriculture services, anything in that nature mm-hmm. is covered. And as you mentioned, training, uh, any type of hunting dog, you know, that is that is excluded. Right. And so it's, go ahead. Sorry, it's, I didn't mean to interrupt you. It's really, it's really meant to be for the extreme cases, kind of, you know, a case like Ethan. Right. And it's there's other scenarios, and, and you hate to even tell these stories because they're so graphic, but, but there's examples of people that will be mad at a spouse that leaves. Yeah. So they put their dog in, in the pen and they make sure that that dog doesn't get fed or watered as a way to punish right. the person for leaving. Yeah. One of the first people prosecuted, my understanding is one of the first cases cr- prosecuted um, under Romeo's law was actually a case where a guy, um, this is a story that I heard, but a guy had broken up with his girlfriend. They had an abusive relationship and he was abusing her and apparently kidnapped her cat and like skimmed it in, you know, and hung it on her porch and stuff. And they were able to prosecute that guy. And that's one reason why I, I stand behind this law, because there's two things that you have to be aware of with animal cruelty for those people who may not be, you know, I'm, I'm a huge dog lover. My wife and I have rescued animals our entire time we've been together. Um, and so we're, we're kind of those people that, that are, our Paul friends are our best friends and so on and so forth. And you may not be that type of person if you're listening and that's fine, but understand that when somebody goes to the step of animal cruelty, the next step is going to be human cruelty. If they're capable and willing to do something like that to a defenseless animal, they will do something like that to a human being who can't defend themselves. And so there's, there's more elements to this. There's also a lot of animal cruelty that takes place, like you said, around those kinds of abusive relationships as a way to punish and so on and so forth. So yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot more tied to animal cruelty than just what the animal goes through. I think people should be aware of that. Yeah, that's so true. And as you mentioned, I've, I've friends in law enforcement that have said that exact same thing that you just said, you know, it's always tied to, to, a a spouse abused a ch- children, you know, abusing a child. It's always tied to that. Right. And they, they have said the same thing. They said, you know, if you're capable in, in, in your being, if you're capable of doing that to a defensive defenseless animal, then you're capable of doing a lot of horrible things. Yeah. And you know, it's, it's not a preemptive way to, to punish somebody. It's not meant to do that, but it does show a lot about the person's character. Yeah, no doubt. The other thing you did in this bill, which I also really appreciate because at the time, at the time it got passed originally, my understanding was that it made it a felony on the first offense. Somewhere Mm -hmm. along the line that got changed. I don't know if it was in negotiation with the Senate or if it was later updated or whatever, but it got changed to a second offense, which I thought was ridiculous because when you've gone to that point with an animal, I, you know, I believe in second chances. I really do. But when somebody goes to that point with an animal, they need to be off the street and you've updated it to, if you do this willful torture of a, of a domestic animal, and you're very clear with that as well, it's domestic, not, not agriculture based, whatever, um, you know, a dog or a cat specifically, if you do this, you need to be charged with a felony the first time, because the next time is probably going to be a person. So I, I, I really appreciate that you updated that to fix that 
whatever happened there, I don't know. But you guys fix it with this bill, and it should be a felony on the first offense. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I, I agree, too. If, if, if you're doing something that heinous, then there's no point in slapping you on the wrist and waiting for you to, to do it again. Or, yeah. or even worse, do it to a child. Is there anything we're missing in the update here? That I, that no, we haven't covered? I don't think so. It's okay. it. Uh, one thing we did is we kind of updated. Uh, it's going along with what the federal government passed with President Trump and uh, the Republicans passed a couple of years ago on federal lands. And interstate was the uh, crushing. And I, I wasn't even real familiar with what that is. But that's uh, uh, when someone films torturing an animal oh, and then yeah. on social media and spreads it across the world and. Yeah. And they sell these, you know, horrible oh. movies or whatever. And this this would make that a, include that in the definition. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good. That's very good. And and I think it's funny too. Sometimes that Republicans get uh, a bad name for not wanting to care about animals, but that's really not true. It was the Trump administration, and it was sure. Republicans who passed updated laws federally. And in this case, you being a Republican are leading the way on this. And I'm sure that you'll get a lot of Democrat support from it. Do you have Democrat support for it right now? Yeah, it really it's It's very bipartisan and Good. support. We've got out of the hundred members uh, as far as co-sponsors. We've already got, I think, 40 co-sponsors. And I Excellent. think that that in the other animal bill that uh, Representative Walker Thomas has filed is uh, leading the way of any of the bills as far as co-sponsors. Right. And it's across the board. It's both Democrats and Republicans. It's, as you mentioned, it's, you know, Walker and I both are Republicans. And these are very bipartisan bills. I mean, everyone wants animals to be treated humanely. You know, that's not a partisan issue. Yeah. And I I guess the only partisan part of it is, is that we went the extra mile to make sure uh, hunting and agriculture right. was completely covered. So, well, and that's I, I don't that's a that's cultural part. thing in Kentucky. That's and, and there's going to be a lot of Democrats that not only are going to support that but understand it. Oh, I mean, sure, yeah. Um, so, where does your passion for this come from? Why, why did it, why did this spark you to jump up and and say we need to pass a bill? We need to make this bill better. Well, I'm I'm not that I'm not an animal activist. I, I have pets and I love pets. I, I'm always more of a, of a victim's advocate, if anything. I have another bill that is uh, for a family. It's for two families here in our county and their children. If I'm not sure if you're familiar with it. A couple of years ago, there was a shooting in our high school. Mm, yes. Yep. And, and uh, two of the kids at the high school were murdered that day. And this bill would protect uh, any photos or videos that are used in a trial from being released to any type of media source. Oh, wow. And, and it's more of it, it's a victim's privacy act is what it's called. So I guess that's where my passion is. Right. It's just to make sure people who are survivors of, of rape or sexual assault or a victim of a you know a family who's lost their son or you know, right. doing all we can to make sure we're helping those people. I guess that's yeah. probably where my passion is. There was a story some years ago. I, I remember this where um, uh, there was a there was a teenage girl. She had been killed in a gruesome accident, and somebody thought it would be a good idea to um, 
you know, my dog's coughing. She's in here with me. <laughs> I've got to, you can, I don't know if you can hear her in the background in my studio or not, but <clears throat> she's in here with me and, um, she's 17. Uh, oh, wow. yeah. So she's, she's getting a little old in the bones and, uh, yeah. as, soon as, as soon as we're done here, I'm taking her to Starbucks for a pup cup. So, <laughs> there you go. um, but there was a young teenage girl who was killed gruesomely in a terrible car accident. Um, and her body was mangled and some jack wagon thought it'd be a good idea to take a picture of, you know, the, the scene with the body and post it on social media. And unfortunately that's how her parents found out that oh, she had died. God. Yeah, it, yeah, it was absolutely. And, and this, this was some years ago, but I, you know, there's just, that's that, that is not how we should find out those things, you know? No. Um, no. so I totally, I totally hear you on that. Um, and, and you have dogs yourself? Yeah, I do. I, what what kind of dogs do you have? Had to put one to sleep. Oh he was, no! Uh, yeah, he he was, he was Yorkie and had heart, some heart issues, mm. and uh, just he was not getting better. The hardest thing in the world is, you know, because pets don't often tell us when they're in pain, you know. And our seventeen-year-old is kind of nearing that point now, and it's it's breaking my heart because there's times when she seems totally normal, and I'm like, no, I got I got more time with her, and then there's other times when I'm like how is she surviving you know oh, and yeah. and we can't we can't keep weight on her we're we're we uh feed our dogs a specialized type of food and and it's i mean it's what's kept this dog healthy for 17 years i mean that's pretty old she's a bigger dog so it's pretty old for a bigger dog sure is. um but yeah it, her, her legs are getting weak she's a whippet coonhound mix so oh, wow. she has those back hip bones i used to call her the fastest coonhound in the south um <laughs> But she's got those back hip bones, and the problem is they, as they age, they tend to get dysplasia, and it causes all sorts of problems for them. And, oh, um, but yeah. she's a special case. She was a rescue, and she's had digestive issues from the day we brought her home. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's tough, man. When you make that, when you have to make that decision, it's like I don't want them to suffer, but I'm gonna <laughs> suffer when I lose them. You know, I know it's it. so hard. Know it. Yeah, you've got to you've got to manage that. Seems like people always seem to make the right decision. Yeah. Well, Ethan's got a lot of life left in him. I mean, he's only three yeah. or four, they say. Right. And um, let's just hope that that we can also spare some other animals in our state. Kentucky can do better and should do better. And I think Kentucky is better uh, than what some of our past animal cruelty laws have, have lacked. I don't think that reflects the true feeling of the state. Um, no. What what can I do? Who can I call? What can I do to help make sure this gets a hearing and gets passed? Yeah, that's the main thing is we've just got to get a hearing. And I think once we do, I, I know several of the members on the Judiciary Committee, because that's inevitably where it will end up. Right. Well, are co-sponsors of it. So, I, you Good. know, it's a matter of getting a hearing is, is the important thing. Yeah. And then once it gets the hearing, making sure that it gets brought up on the floor for a vote, because... Yeah. I, I think that we could probably arrange with the Kentucky Humane Society to like what you did with Romeo and mm -hmm. have Ethan there. Yeah, oh, that would be awesome. I would love to yeah. see that. Um, that that yeah. would be fantastic because yeah. he he has now become a national celebrity. <laughs> he really so, has. So Kentucky and, has to do right so by he's him. He's just eating up the attention. Yeah, yeah, I love it. And so. it's probably uh, you hate to. You know, as a rescuing animals, it's probably the first real attention the dog's ever had in his I life. I know, I know. And the, I looked up that breed. I'd never heard of it before. And the 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 description from the American Kennels Association um, was that it was majestic. It was um, loyal. It was loving. And uh, what was the other thing here? I think I had it here. Let me see if I can pull it up here. 
uh, affectionate, intelligent, majestic. So they're dogs wow. that love their people, and there was no reason for that animal to be nah. in that situation. So, nah. well, listen, really Representative Chris Freeland, I, I am on board to do whatever I can do to help you. Um, Thank you. You know, Thank so you. let me Great. know. I'll make calls for you. Um, you know, I'll do whatever we got to do, uh, to get this thing passed. What I would like for people that are listening to this podcast to do is please make it the most viral episode we've ever done. So there let's push go. it out there and get it listened to and get as much support for this as we can. So thank you, um, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate it. All right. Have a great day. Representative Fre Freeland. We'll talk again soon. Okay. Thank you, sir. All right. Bye. -bye. Go enjoy your coffee. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Cameron Mills okay. popping into the podcast here. We just talked to representative Chris Freeland about Ethan. Um, Cameron, you're a dog lover. I know it. And it's nice to have you back. I, I, the only way I can get you back on the show is, is to talk about things that you are personally passionate about. Well, doesn't that just make sense? I mean, why, I mean, why would I want to talk about something I do not care about? <laughs> are you saying that all of my episodes are stuff you don't care about? Is that what you're saying? Well, isn't, isn't it your job to make me care about your episodes by your passion and charisma on the air? I try, but, you know, <laughs> try to text you. But that's my point. You. That's that's the whole point is you get pa you get passionate and charismatic and care about something, and your job is to get on the disruption zone and make people like me, even though I'm executive producer of the show as well, <laughs> Well, to make people like me care about what you find interesting and odd and something that we should care about. That's I just got to tell people you are the laziest executive <laughs> producer I have ever I will say, met. <laughs> I will say I get a lot of credit for doing a very little at this point, at this point in, this, uh, in this uh That's the way it's supposed to work. Uh, it's supposed to work, man. Yeah. Listen, I love you, and I wanted to bring you on because we share our passion for dogs and um, – I know you've kind of seen the story of Ethan. This 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 is a uh, the the type of breed they think he is is a cane corso. I'd never heard of this before. I haven't either. Yeah, it's apparently a very large dog. They're beautiful. Um, they typically um, live between nine and twelve years, and they uh, typically are what they're described in terms of their temperament is affectionate, mm. intelligent, mm. and majestic. And somebody Dude. left this dog starved to death to die yeah. in a parking lot. And the thing about it was it weighed less than half what a normal weight of that animal should have been. He should have been around 80 mm -hmm. pounds. He weighed 38 pounds. It's insane that somebody would do that to an animal. So so they, so they, let me get the story straight because you sent me the link, yep. and your thinking was that I was going to click on that link and update myself on the story so you and I could have an intelligent conversation about it. Right. Here's the problem. If I look at that link and there are pictures of this poor animal as it was left – uh, to die, I'm going to break down and have a convulsion. There, so the, I, the I link that I, I sent you is actually going to have video of the awesome, incredible Ethan okay. having gained 20 pounds okay. in two weeks and now walking on his own feet instead of having Good. to be carried. And that dog, I think, is going to survive. The vets are saying that they're optimistic, but Gosh, I think I he's going to survive. I would think at this point, if he's gained 20 pounds, he's walking on his own. Does he look in the video well, that you sent? Does he look better? He looks better. I mean, clearly, he looks better. But yeah. does he look? Does he look healthy? Yeah. Well, he looks better. He doesn't look healthy okay. yet. Um, the okay. thing. The thing about it is, if you if you literally starve for thirty yeah. days, mm. they think for about three weeks he was without food and water, which is mm. it's a miracle he survived. That yeah. does an intense amount of damage to your organs, and it would be the yeah. same for dogs. And so yeah. I think what they're worried about is it's a good sign that he's gaining weight because that means he's, yes. his, his internals are probably internal, functioning right. Yeah. 
his his organs are functioning yeah. somewhat. But I guess. you still worry there could be a, a shutdown. I mean, it's it. So yeah, he's yeah. not out of the woods well, so, yet, but he's probably so the gonna story then is, and I know I know you just got done talking uh, about it uh, before I got on, but the story is someone abandoned this dog, and then someone else took it to the Kentucky Humane Society. We're not sure. We're not sure. We don't know well, if it was, it was some. We don't. We don't. It was found in the parking lot of the Humane Society. We don't know okay, if so, it, we don't know if it looked like it had been restrained, okay. like it had been tied okay. up and left. So somebody could have wow. grabbed it, kidnapped it, whatever, taken it to the it's, Humane Society, or or it, somebody could have yeah, felt it's guilty. A, it's a weird story. It's like okay, did the did the owners, the abusers, let's call them, yeah, um, did the abusers, you know, okay, so and let's assume he was restrained. Um, he's got scars on him, I'm sure. Um, maybe he escaped. Okay, so he escaped and then was fending for himself and couldn't find food. It's winter for crying out loud. It's not like there's a lot of food yeah. uh, for animals. Running Somebody around, picked him up, dropped him off at the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. so that could have happened. Um, I'm, I, I, you know, the way the way you told the story earlier, it's not because of the way you told it. It's the way that I, I guess, the way I heard it was that the. I, I guess I assumed the people who owned him Dropped him off at the we Humane Society, and, and yeah. I was at least thinking, okay, well, at least they did something with him. They right. didn't just abandon him. Right. They at least took him someplace where they thought he would get. Because think about it, that happens. You know, that's kind of a legendary story of a woman who's on her own, who has no means of supporting herself, gets pregnant, has the baby, and then abandons the baby on the steps of an orphanage with a note. Right. Well, I'm going mean, to say this is different. I'm going to say this is different because okay. even if you decided at the last minute. I think I should probably take this dog to the Humane Society instead of torturing yeah. it. Yeah, I, I'm sorry that doesn't absolve you in this case. It's it's and in oh, fact no. in fact I can I, I can almost understand the the baby thing. You didn't torture the baby. You right. you, you no, had the saying. baby and I'm then not, you said I'm, I want somebody else to take care of it. I get it. You no, didn't no, no. torture the baby. No, in this I'm case, not you saying, tortured I'm not, the dog not, and then got done with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that, that's 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 my ignorance because I didn't read the article you sent me, but it, because. I, I'm just I, that's what I imagined could have happened. I didn't imagine it definitely yeah. happened, but yeah. I imagine it could have. But, you know, that's the thing to me is that, and this is where I think you and I our frustrations and our anger, you know, and on some level it's it's I, and I wonder why this is legal. Why is it? Because I think you and I've had this very conversation before. Why is it that you and I, you know, we could walk through and you and I have both spent time in the mission field. You grew up in the mission field, which means we have sh- we have seen our fair share of human orphans. We right. have seen our fair share of children with no parents, children whose parents uh, leave them all day. I remember being in Ecuador one time and on a mission trip, and the, we went into this village. And, of course, when you say village, all these villages are slums, uh, right. s- essentially. Right. Um, and we went to this village, and there were seven kids at this home, all under the age of 12, including a less than one-year-old infant who were left to fend all day by themselves as oh. their mother desperately went into yeah. – uh, stupid Siri – as their mother went into – um, the big town in Ecuador. I'm, I'm trying to think what the, the large city capital of Ecuador Quito. is. But uh, yeah, thank you, Quito. Um, went into Quito and um, and basically would fend for herself, trying to find odds and ends of work. And the oldest child, who was 12, right? So seven kids under the age of 12. Oldest child is basically babysitting. So right. they effectively, during the day, on some level, or or you know, you see these things, and your heart breaks for them. And I think. And but then you sit there, and I don't know about you, but and I think this is what you and I've talked about. You look at animals, you know, and and I wouldn't I wouldn't consider myself on any way, shape, or form in favor of or on the side of PETA no, on most no. of their issues because they don't, to my mind, they don't know when to stop. It's like 
you know, they, they, they have a, okay, you know what, we care about the treatment of animals. Fair enough. But on some level, you know, they, they, you, you kind of give in to what they want. They keep going. Fair enough. But it's the humane treatment, right? That, that's the part that, that, that I'm like, okay, well, I'm a meat eater. You're certainly a meat eater. You're practically all carnivore at this point. Right. And so, you know, at some point, but it's, it's not a matter, it's not a matter of the death of animals. I, I, I've told you my hunting story where I tried to go hunting one time right? and I deer hunting and I could not pull the trigger. That's right. just where my a lot heart of people is. Can't. Yeah. I know. I just could not do it. However, I will eat venison. I will eat beef. I will eat. Um, I, I, I have to convince you though. I have to convince you. And, I, and here's what, next time you go hunting, come out and co- yeah. go hunting with me in Colorado this year. And you'll okay. be able, and well, I'll tell listen, you what, you, you will, by, by the conversations you and I have about the time we're going to come out to Colorado and hang out with you, we're about on forty different trips now. We've I know. Got well, it's your your fault for not getting on a plane, but here it's not my fault. <laughs> well, listen, I don't know if you know that. You this only got now. married. We, we've, got this, we've got this. Well, I've got married. We've got this pandemic going on, and more uh, importantly, specifically, I know it. It's specifically to that right there. We are homeschooling. Um, my stepson, he's being homeschooled, so we can't just take off and go because oh, he's, you have he's no not excuse. in school you every day. You can homeschool him here. It's all good. But here, listen. That's yeah, true. Here's we what I'm going to do. But explain to me. Explain to me. You're how going to be able to pull baby. the trigger. You're going to but be able here's, to. Here, hmm? Wait a minute. Hang on. Let me finish this. So, so, you, so you want me to come out to Colorado, bring my wife um, and my stepson. Baby, you stay here with Tabitha. Oh, no. Tabitha's going to work. Baby, you stay here at Leland's house, and you school your son. I'm going hunting with Leland. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that'll work. That sounds sounds like a great idea. So you're going to go hunting with me, and you will be able to pull the trigger. Here is how I'm going to convince you to pull the trigger. If you don't shoot that animal, it is going to die a horrible death. If you do shoot that animal, if you do shoot that animal, it is going to die a peaceful death very quickly, and then its entire body is going to go to use. If you don't shoot that animal, it's going to get injured, and then it's going to get ripped apart while it's alive by a mountain lion. (laughs) You're not convincing me of anything I don't already believe. I know that. I'm just telling you the very first time I tried to hunt because I wanted to hunt. Because oh, I know. There was it's... something. There was something in me that was like, you know, I think it's just. A, and I don't. I don't mean this to sound sexist, but I think yeah. it's kind of a because I know in some cultures the women are the hunter, hunters and gatherers, and right. And so I think for some, it's just in men. I think there's this kind of, and I know a lot of women hunt too, but we just there's something ingrained in us right. that we have to go out and forage and we have to go out and prepare and we have to go out and cloak it down now it's been slowly you know it's been slowly erased from us because we've got kroger right but <laughs> right. there's something about us that wants to do it anyway anyway i went and i couldn't do it but the thing that i've learned I, i'll tell you a quick story so you and i you got me into um uh, firearms in the yep. last two years yep and it is a it is a hobby that i love now and it is a hobby that once you get in you start to educate yourself about you know the laws and the things that you know well, so I joined a uh, sportsman's club out here uh, in Bluegrass um, uh, Sportsman's League. Yeah, Blue I Grass love Sportsman's that club. place. I used to be a member. Yep. It's one, yep it's one, you and I have been out there. We've shot our pistols. Uh, we've gone We've gone target shooting. And I love it. But they were telling me a story about the one time on the property where – because you can hunt out there during hunting season. Right. And somebody missed a deer. Like they shot the deer but missed it. Oh, And it was yeah. the one time. So what do they do? So what do they do? They think, okay, well, they're not going to – you know, instead of suffering, they go and they kill it quickly. And it was this. It was this immediate thing. Uh, thinking, okay, so they they meant to kill it and harvest it, right? Let's let's use the the, <laughs> the politically correct term. They meant to harvest it, um, but they it, they shot it. Someone shot it, missed it, and so now unless they got to it and killed it quickly, it was going to suffer itself. So that's my concern: is that 
I'm going to go out there and my shot with a rifle, especially is not what it is with a pistol right now. And so I'm going to go out. I'm not, I'm going to miss the heart and lungs. I'm not going to get it where I'm supposed to. And then it's going to, that's going to trade off and suffer. I'm, that's what I'm worried about right. at this point. Well, okay. But the point is, the point is, and this one I want to get back to. Yeah. It's funny to me that, and I think I've got it figured out why I think a lot of people, we know there are human suffer that there are children, right? Mm-hmm. That they're that, that are abused, that suffer. And it's not that my heart doesn't break for them, it does, but for whatever reason, and, and this is this is gonna make me sound like just an absolute ass, but for whatever yeah. reason, my heart breaks more for the animals, for the dogs. And I think, I think it's because. And it's not and when I say it breaks more for it, it's not that I care more about them, it's just this their suffering hurts me more because i think in the world we live in we are prone to there are plenty not not to say that every child is reached but there are plenty of people who i mean look if you if you abuse an animal or if you abuse a child in this world if a child raises or grows up in an abusive environment um there are plenty of not saying there's enough there are plenty of resources available to them i mean you know when i did a basketball camp um, we had to train all of our coaches years ago. We had to train all of our coaches that if a child, we have, we would have a hundred children at a, camp, at a camp. We had to train all of our counselors that if a child mentions anything to you, because we would have huddle time, right, where right. you know each team goes and we're you know we're teaching Bible and that kind of thing. If a child mentions something about abuse to one of our coaches. Like I don't know if it was law or what, but we told them all you have to report it right. to us. Right. Then we that's, have that's to report got, it to the That's police. what got so many people at Penn State in trouble. Is so yeah, many people knew so, that children were being abused and they didn't. And report nobody it. said anything. And, right. and So that was the thing is you you have to, there isn't that there, there isn't that many things like that for animals. Right. And I think your guest that you had on, on earlier is fighting to kind of firm up laws regarding that. And the other thing is this. For the most, what bothers me, where my heart I think hurts, is for those who cannot speak for themselves, right? Yeah. And that's a common phrase that goes on. Well, animals are included in that. Yeah. I mean, when I see it, when I see it, that's why I couldn't watch what I expected in that video was video or pictures of the dog at its right. worst. Right. I, I I just would have lost it. I, I would I would have been doing this interview or this conversation with you. I would have been crying. I would have been a mess. I just can't watch that because I know that dog had it had no option other than us intervening. Yeah. Right. I mean, because we have domesticated these animals because we have, you know, we because we breed these animals because some are overbred. Some, you know, we don't spay and neuter them. We don't, you know, as much as we should. And so, you know, we have these animals that go out in front of the substance. And you're right. You know what? If we don't feed them and take care of them, they're going to be existing unless they live out in Colorado in in the wild, wild west. They're going to be foraging for in the middle of cities and they're not going to survive that well. And worst case scenario they're going to be um, they're going to belong to or be the the pet of someone who for whatever reason decides they don't want a dog and just starts mistreating it or I mean because that's like that's like sociopath stuff right right when you intentionally well, hurt and torture and mistreat an animal I was gonna say and then when the animal was, can't speak up right. that's that's the thing that gets me that's that's where my heart just groans There's, for them for this little dog who I'm like, he can't do anything other than need a human to intervene. And thankfully, the Kentucky Humane Society intervened. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, in fact, this this story made national news. There was a People uh, article in People about it. Um, yeah. But one thing I was going to say, there's going to be people that are going to say, why are you guys focusing on a dog bill when we have children that are being abused or we have children that are we babies yeah. that are being aborted? Yeah. And I, I always hate that I, that either or attitude because I always tell people, yeah. listen, I I am very passionate. <laughs> First of all, I'm very passionate about about protecting life. 
the sanctity right. of life. I have worked with um, <laughs> organizations that have. Um, I have Siri. Sorry, I, have to, I hate to. Oh, Siri, you. going My on in the back. Siri's Siri's for some reason. This is what this is, I don't even know why she said this. Siri said because I don't have it. She goes, "It's nice to be right." <laughs> Why do you have one of those spy gadgets in your house? I I don't understand. Um, But but to the point that I was making, I've worked a lot with organizations that help women involved in you know trying to make the choice for life rather than abortion. I'm very passionate about protecting children from abuse. I can Uh also be passionate about protecting animals from abuse Mm -hmm. and. Yes, Here's the thing: when somebody abuses an animal, the next per- next thing they're going to abuse is a person. That that is proven well, that's, fact. That's if, right. if somebody that's what is, they say. You, you mentioned you mentioned the psychological problems behind being able to torture a defenseless animal. That is going mm-hmm. to move to a defenseless person at some point, and yeah. so that's yeah. why people should care about this issue in a big way. Well, I think they should care about this issue in some way because we are a society, a society, right? And as a society. We have norms and values and things that, you know, this is common. This is not. This is appropriate. This is not. That right. That's what society and the norms are built around. And clearly taking an animal and making its death or its, per, its perspective death intentionally long and drawn out and taking your anger and aggression out on an animal, that's not appropriate. That's not okay. And that's the and and you know for the people who immediately hear, well what what about hunting what about well that's the point is that to intentionally draw it out and to intentionally inflict pain on purpose right that's what's not okay we have we have to have meat we have to have things I mean for crying out loud we're killing plants when we eat plants right right I mean for the most part I mean so you you there has to be death in order for there to be life but it's the torture part it's the it's the intentional inflicted right. long-term pain whether it's emotional mental um or physical that's what's just so disheartening in this case and in thousands of others whether we're talking right. about animals whether we're talking about uh the orphans i met and, and saw um in india when i went i mean you just sit there and you think this this is just you know and that's part of the thing you and i've talked about this for too you know, the people who say, well, you know, well, how could you believe in God and and look at this and look at what's – why would God allow this to go on? Well, he's not necessarily allowing it to go on. He's got people like you fighting for this dog. He's got people like you and I fighting on the mission field uh, to, to teach what we see as, you know, as how life should be lived and what we should do for the poor and those stricken by, by poverty. No, that's what he, he, he gives the world people like, you know, Mother Teresa who was going to take her life and go to India – and take care of those who cannot take care of themselves. That's the answer, is that God's not leaving these people alone. God is sending people to them to help. There are laws to help. There are governments to help. There's government overreach that goes too far sometimes, I think you and I. Oh, would yeah. agree. Oh yeah. But there but that's the purpose of it all. That's that's the biblical worldview that you and I share. Um is that it is life does matter. It has dignity, it has purpose. Um but as the Bible also says there 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 is a time to live and a time to die. And yeah. it's something we all everyone who would hear this gets to be a part of life and at some point we're all going to go through death. Well, and it, is that a sad horrible part of life? It is, but what's but we what we can help is we can help 
to to make life and i learned this a lot in uh in dealing with hospice care a lot in the last two years two or three years is that we can do our best to bring death about peacefully bring death about with dignity and to bring death about um quickly in some cases instead of dragging it out especially intentionally making it torturous yeah um going back to something you said earlier too about the animals um I and I have a special place in my heart for dogs, especially. Um, Clearly, you have three. You have yeah, three. You also got the cat, the stupid cat. Yeah, the stupid cat. All the time. I, I that stupid cat is works for the NSA, and the stupid no, cat is your favorite animal in your house. No, you know the it. stupid cat is actually no, not a cat. It's she, she is a mountain lion or something, uh-huh. um, or what would you call that? A, a small. I would call small, her your favorite animal in the world. Small person, mountain lion, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the point is. Um, she's a tiny mountain lion. That's what she is. And uh-huh. she's, she, if she weighed 50 more pounds, she would absolutely eat my face off in my sleep. But uh-huh. this thing about dogs, I think God gave us dogs <laughs> to model unconditional love. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Because that's what they are. And I yeah. think that's what, when you're, when you're, I, you're trying to find the words to say, not that you care more about dogs than human lives. Right. But rather, there's something about a dog that I think God put in their spirit that models yeah. unconditional love for us because that's what God's love for us is. And it's like, yeah. I believe there's a special thing that took place, you know, where God's like, look, these are your model. This is this is the mm-hmm. loyalty. This is the love. This is, I mean, you know, your dogs forgive you instantly. Forgive you yeah. instantly when you mess <laughs> yeah. up, you know? They, they, I remember... One of my goldens, uh, my I, I guess two goldens ago, um, Henry or no, I've got Henry is my golden now. Um, Elijah was my golden beforehand, and um, I uh, I spanked him once, not very hard, but I spanked him <laughs> once, and and because he chewed little up tappy something. tap on the rear, it was it, it was it was <laughs> yeah, but in my heart, I felt like I spanked him too hard, mm. and the moment he looked at me after I spanked him, I spanked him on the rear. You know, but the moment he looked at me after I spanked him, my heart broke. Yeah. Because I thought, this dog is scared of me now. Right. So I immediately sat down Indian style in front of him, and he wagged his tail and came and crawled in my lap. And I thought, this this is why I love dogs. Because not yeah. only – Yeah. I think you just said it. Is is there unconditional love? There is There is. There is a great deal of forgiveness. And, you know, but what tears me up more than anything, Lee, and this is back on the subject, is the dogs that get – and I've seen videos of these, right, where – because of how they've been treated, you know, they're in that predicament where they desperately need our help and our care, right? They've right. been abused, right. they've been, and they won't come to us because they've learned to fear humans. Yeah. When I adopted Lily, Lily, my, my first wife and I, um, um, we adopted because my, my rule in my house has been if I'm going to go pay for a purebred golden retriever, which is my favorite dog, it's what I've had since I was a kid, then I'm going, we're going to have two dogs because we're going to have one that we paid probably a fortune for because they're purebred, you know, English cream coat golden retrievers. Then we're also going to rescue. We're not going to just have a, we're not gonna just going to have a, a purebred dog. We're going to go rescue one because there's too many that need to be rescued. Right. And so we rescued one named Lily who was Elijah's buddy and Lily for the first two years that we had her Leland, she would not, not only would she, every time you move suddenly, whether it was towards her or not, she would cower every movement of sudden movement. She cowered because she had been beaten. And then she also would never make a sound. She did not make a sound for two years. And then at some point she learned she could trust us or learned she could trust me. And then she would not shut up. Oh, wow. She went from not making a sound for two years to just like making up for it and then some. 
by howling, by, you know, fun growling, by barking, by, it was like, she had all this freedom in the world because she knew she was living now free and in a, in a house of love as opposed to a house of abuse. Right. Wow. Wow. Um, so this bill, just so people know, I just want to reiterate. Yeah, tell me about it. Well, I want to I want to reiterate too, so people understand. I I'm yeah. an independent who leans libertarian. Um, I know you're a freedom lover. You and I have talked about this before. We share a common belief that we should have as few laws as possible, yeah. um, and that they should be uh, for very specific purposes. The government should mostly get out of our way. I want mm-hmm. to assure people who think like we think that this bill doesn't do anything that restricts pet ownership, that uh, has people looking over your shoulder at how you're taking care of your animals. It it very specifically says, look, if you restrain an animal with the intent to keep it away from food and medical care on purpose, if you intentionally starve an animal, then uh-huh. that's that's animal cruelty and that's going to be a felony or animal torture and that's going to be a felony on the first offense. It's very clear in in, in basically saying this does not apply to agriculture, this uh, you know livestock. This does not apply right. to hunting. This does not apply to training dogs to help hunt. This does not apply uh, to anything like that. This is very specific. It broadens the the definition of torture in Kentucky yeah. to include restraining an animal with the intent to torture it, restraining an animal with the intent to starve it to death, and something that um, I thought was rather interesting that under the Trump administration, um, they the Republicans passed a law. We were talking with Chris Freeland earlier, so for those who yeah. didn't hear it, we're minding them. It includes a, a, an element called crushing, and this is apparently when these sadistic, disgusting people film themselves torturing an animal and then post yeah. it on social media. That is yeah. also included now, and it makes Good. it now a felony on the first offense. That, that's so, the scary thing, though, right? I mean, who, who are these people that find pleasure in this? Because uh, you're right. I don't know. I, they, I, I mean. I mean, I can't even imagine the mindset of someone um, who finds pleasure in, again, not not pleasure in killing an animal, but pleasure in torturing an animal and then want to videoing it so you can show other people. Because that's what that's what when you see me that link, I didn't think I was going to see an animal being tortured. I thought I was I was afraid I was going to see an animal who had been tortured and it just kills me. It absolutely kills me. Yeah. Yeah. So, um. I need people to help us make this the most viral episode we've ever done. I'm this passionate about it. Um, I know you are. I want Kentucky to do better. I know we're better as a people than our laws reflect. And it's time that we get our laws to reflect this. And so I just I hope that people that are listening to this will share it. We'll get it downloaded. I want it to be the most listened to episode we've ever done. And I, I want people to call their representatives and their senators and say, "Get this bill a hearing. It needs to be." What heard. is? I know, Leland. I know. Uh, I know you've had you had uh, the, the was the senator on a few minutes ago. Yeah, the representative. Um, what, what is the, what is the name of the bill? Um, well, there is not actually a name to it. They've taken Romeo's Law, which I helped pass over ten years yeah, ago, right, and they've right. updated it. So I meant okay. to ask him that question, and I should have done it. I'll text him after but, yeah, we get off here because be, we be need to call Senate it like bill. Ethan's update or. Yeah, um, it's got to be something like Senate Bill Forty Five or. Here's Senate what I'm gonna bill, do. Senate I'm gonna post it. I'm gonna post it on the article that accompanies this podcast. Okay, perfect. So when right, it's up it, there and the link is shared, people then know. people yeah. can figure out which uh, yeah, which bill we, it is. Yeah. 
Because yeah. if you want people to call their senators and representatives and say, please pass this bill, then they, they got to know what they're Right. What bill? To. What bill do I want to pass? The animal cruelty <laughs> bill? Well, what is we it? What number is we it? We definitely don't. We don't necessarily want them calling and saying all of them. Pass all of them. Yeah. We're, we're going to pass all the bills. We're going to put that on the uh, article associated with this so that. But I've read the language. I just don't remember what the number is. I've actually you, read the language of it. I've read it word for word. Well, I, I want people to understand before. that because I, I don't yeah. trust legislation. I read the I bill know, word for word. I had my wife read read the bill word for word yep. and i there is there is i have no qualms i have no hesitation about throwing yep. my entire weight behind supporting this bill well and but you did the right thing and and, and to be honest that's a whole nother topic for another day later but you did this thing that most of us most i would say 99 percent of us never do which is ever read the bill that we think we're passionate about right Right. We don't read. We don't know what's in these bills. We, we we go by what someone else tells us is in these bills, and that could even be a legitimate news source that may or may not be accurate. Right. Instead of going and reading the bills and saying, "Oh, this is the law that we are trying to either stop or House get Bill Fifty Seven. There we go. House Bill Fifty Seven. House Bill Fifty Seven. That is it. House Bill Fifty Seven, introduced by Representative Chris Freeland. He's got bipartisan support. Good. Um, so call your well, that senator. Well, tell you a lot right there. Yeah, call your senator, call your representative, tell them you want a hearing and you want them to pass House Bill 57. And we should just start calling it Ethan's Update. Okay. I, I like, well, put that I like in parentheses. That. Listen, as long as I'm executive producer of the show, Lou, and I would tell you to put that in parentheses in your title. Thank you for the advice. House Bill 57. Uh, Ethan's uh, Update. Quote, Ethan's Update. There you go. Thank you for that's, the advice. All right, before I, before I let you go, what the heck are we going to do with the cats, dude? What the heck is going what's on? The, what do you mean? What, what do you mean? What's what's going on? What's... <sighs> this is worse than the Bill Gillespie era. I don't. Oh, by far. Crushing well, no, me. Easy now. Yes, this season is worse than the Billy Gillespie era. Um, <laughs> this season, but, yes. But look, this is the thing. And look, it, it, I, I always say this. This goes two ways. Because the Kentucky fans are so spoiled, this is such this this year is an anomaly, a complete anomaly for them. Okay. Right. We haven't had a season like this in over a hundred years. Okay. I understand that. But also let's get some perspective and understand every other team in the country has a year like this about once every 10 years, with the exception of maybe Duke, except guess what? Duke's experiencing some level of this even this year. Right. So let's so let you know. So I don't think I've ever seen it in my lifetime, though, except for going back to when like scandal ridden, like uh, all the way back to before yeah. Patino. I haven't seen anything like this yeah. since well, since no. before Patino came to came to Kentucky. Right, at Kentucky. No, listen, Kentucky hasn't seen anything like this in over a hundred years. The basketball yeah. program. Yeah. I mean, it's that bad. It's that but, bad. <laughs> and part of that is because of the passion of the fans. That, that the, the passion of the fan keeps the expectations super high, which is both a very good and sometimes a bad thing. But but I but I guess what I I want people to understand is this let, let's have some perspective on the seasons when you know we're 23 and four right and we go on the road and lose in college station to an uh, an average texas a&m team right and all of a sudden people want to quit on a team right now let's have some perspective on how bad it actually could get because that's what we're experiencing yeah, this year. yeah that's a this great is point. how bad it could be and so when we're actually 23 and five we're going to be like, Let's yes! remember, we're actually doing pretty well, guys. Remember, Leland, in 1998, we were 20 and 4, and the, all the new, all the call-in stations, because the internet didn't quite exist then, 
all the call-in, the sports call-in stations, these were the calls we were getting after we lost our last game of the season to Ole Miss, February 14th of 1998. These were the calls we were getting. This is the worst 20 and 14 (laughs) in the country. Dude, I know. I used to host those shows with you. The worst (laughs) 20 and 14 in the country. That is like, that that comment is right up there with his Richie go play tonight. This is the worst 22 and team I've ever seen. This is the worst undefeated team I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) I know. It's just sometimes I get it. Sometimes we got to complain about something. And you know what? Seems this year like it's just look, 2020 was the limit of a year. That's yeah. that's what the Super Bowl commercial said last night. <laughs> yeah, it has been. Yeah. Except except for me, who married the love of his life this year. Hey. So 2020 was actually pretty good for me. Yeah, no, it's bad for everybody else. I get it. And I've been I've been hurting right along with everyone with COVID. But I've yep. got this one little bright, bright spot in my 2020. So it's hard. It's gonna be hard for me to look back on 2020 and, and see anything other than uh Susan entering my life. At the end of the day, we're all going to have to, what's that old Taylor Swift song, Shake It Off? <laughs> we're just going to wow. have to shake off 2020. I don't know, buddy. I'll let you uh, quote those Taylor Swift songs. Uh, no, that's okay. <laughs> I, the no, only listen, reason I know it is because my wife makes me listen to it in the car. I hate it. Listen, I will unashamedly tell you the girl knows how to write a hook. She does. She knows that's how true. to write a hook. That's true. Not a fan of her music. <laughs> But she knows how to write I, a hook. That's a damn straight. I'm, well, I'm a fan in that if it's in the car, it's what's it called? It's called a uh, I forget what it's called, but it's it's one of those car. It's it's one of those uh, songs. If it comes on the on the radio, you roll your windows up and turn the volume up. Right, right. Because you're ashamed to be listening. to <laughs> It's it like that scene in Office to. Space. <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's driving, yes, exactly. Yes, to roll exactly the window right. up and he stops. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yep. That, that when he was listening to that gangster rap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it oh, was awesome. <laughs> You know what? I, I was going through my movies on iTunes last night, and I saw I I bought Office Space on iTunes. Oh, so it's I a great it. classic. Susan and I and I've seen it a thousand times, but Susan, and I may need to sit down and watch that. She tonight. hasn't seen it, it. It's been forever. No, no, I'm sure she has. Okay, oh, everyone's seen Office Space, but it's All one right. of those you have to go back. Look, we're men. This is what we do. We re we rewatch things we've seen a thousand times. Yep. yep. At least I. Do. Tommy Boy. Oh, see, and I've not watched Tommy Boy. What you Tommy do? Boy, you know what I do? Here's what I do. Here's, here's what I do. And Susan Susan will tell you this, and she laughs at me hysterically. Um, did, by the way, did you see the video I posted on social media of her? her yes, do, making fun of you. Of yes, that was hilarious, and it was accurate. Oh, it was so <laughs> accurate. That's what scared me. Listen, Susan has an acting background. She was a part of, um, I think it was um, – um, some 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 improv troupe in LA when she lived in Los Angeles. I mean, she she knows how she knows how to get somebody, and she just slayed me last night, um, or two nights ago. And I'm sitting there thinking, and then then because I knew she was the only reason part of the room. I said, "Baby, you got to use the whole room because I will walk and use the whole room." Yes. And she did exactly what I'm most ashamed that I do. I walk right in front of the TV TV with people behind me, right. because I'm and I forget people are behind me. Right. It, it was good, but anyway. But no, what I do is I watch I watch shows I've watched a thousand times. That's what I do. Yeah. But it's been a while for some of these. Like I watch right now. I'm on a Bob's Burgers kick. I'm on a um um. Last night we watched some Family Guy. I mean, there's just I, re- I rewatch Frasier. I, I rewatch Frasier yes, and I rewatch um, Big Bang Theory. Uh, yeah, I love those two. But for whatever reason, I'm on an adult animation kick right now. So anything like The Simpsons and and uh, Archer and King of the Hill and all that stuff. That's that's I just and I think part of it is this. There's so and I've told you this before. There's so much drama in the world. Right. Real drama, like what we've talked about today. Bad news, news that sucks the life out of you. Yeah. Man, I'm not I'm not going to turn on TV. I don't want to watch any more drama. I want to turn on TV and I want to laugh at something stupid, silly, and it makes me smile. Right. Yep, I'm with you. Well, we're running out of disk space for our episode. Right, so, listen, it's great having you on again. Um, Absolutely. Tell everybody you know about this bill, House Bill 57. Let's get it passed. Let's get behind it. 
Let's fix Kentucky's animal cruelty laws. I love you, man. All right, love you too. Listen, by the way, another executive producer. Uh, yes. Point. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Once, once you get a, once you get a larger disc, there, man. <laughs> we should, we should do that. We should invest might, in that. It's probably a good idea. Invest in a larger disc. If you're it's running out of disc space, I rarely go longer than an hour. We're right at an hour right now. All right. Fine. So it's all good. All right, bro, all right listen, brother. Talk to you later. Talk to you later. All right. Bye bye. All, all right, Cameron Mills. Love that guy. The executive producer, co-executive producer, co-executive producer back with us guys i really mean this please help us make this the most viral episode we've done we need to help uh these animals and i am i've read this bill house bill 57 word for word beginning to end i'm telling you i'm throwing my weight behind it 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 broadens and makes romeo's law which i helped pass over 10 years ago better and you know you can trust me i am a hunter um i believe in farming i come from a from a family of farmers um there's there, there's protections in here. This does not give the crazy animal rights activists the ability to run roughshod over your rights as a parent to a pet uh, or, or someone who is a farmer or a hunter or training your dogs to help you hunt, those kinds of things. It's very solidly written. And so we need to get behind this House Bill 57 and get it passed. Thanks for listening. I am Leland Conway. Let's jump into, hey, I want to thank our sponsor, uh, Louisville Cabinets and Countertops. They have been faithful to us. Um, and I have worked with them in the past. I don't talk about businesses that I don't actually work with or believe in totally. And, uh, they did our kitchen and our master bath in our house and they did a fantastic job. In fact, um, I believe it's the reason our house sold in less than a day. And so I want you to go check out their website, Louisville cabinets and countertops.com. And, uh, you can click on cabinets. You can see if you're a do it yourself or a contractor, they've got beautiful. And I mean, beautiful quality, affordable cabinets in stock right now. If you're a, a, uh, person that wants to have a turnkey kitchen remodel done, then just give them a call, um, at 502-930-3304 or stop by the showroom at 6200 hit lane and talk to Kelly, Michelle, or George, the three designers on staff, and they'll make your kitchen dream come true. Thanks again to Louisville Cabinets and Countertops for sponsoring this podcast. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and uh, on iHeartRadio, as well as TheDisruptionZone.com. Please share this episode with your friends. It is a free download, free subscription. Give us a five-star review. We appreciate it. Find me on Twitter, at Leland Show, at Zone Disruption, and on Instagram, at Great Lelando, and at TheDisruptionZone. Thank you all for listening to The Disruption Zone.